I probably should silence all my devices because I feel like I'm just going to go off, like just ramble, go off on all the results for week three football for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. It is an early fall morning here on the East Coast for me. I'm Ashley Gibbs. I'm your host of another wonderful episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. We are on episode five, week three of NFL football. And of course, as you know, I was like, I'm going to silence my devices because I feel like I just have so much to talk about, so much to say, but I'm not going to do that to y'all. I don't feel like this episode is going to be long. I say that every single time I've gotten up here and an episode ends up being like 30 minutes. But to be fair, it's because there's a lot of content. (laughs) These players are doing a lot of stuff. So let's talk about, I'm just going to start off with one, just some quick updates. Then we'll go into the week three prediction results. We'll talk a little bit about fantasy football and then I'll make some week four predictions. How does that sound? Great. Great. This episode is brought to you by the water that's in my jug um, because, well, stay hydrated. I have a trip coming up. So, you know, as women, we do this like, you know, two week glow up thing. And I'm just consuming double the amount of water because clear skin, healthiness, just refreshness comes from water. Doesn't mean I won't drink coffee. I'm actually going to drink coffee right after this. Um, But still start your day off with some water. So wherever you are, make sure you hydrate, make sure you drink some water. All right, let's go ahead and move on to just some quick updates. So as you know, according to last episode, Mike Evans, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was suspended after getting into a fight with one of the wide receivers, no, one of the safeties or cornerbacks, I don't know his position exactly, from the New Orleans Saints in their last matchup game. He ran, nearly was on the sideline, ran off the sideline and tackled the guy after the guy started to kind of get in a brawl with both his quarterback and his fellow teammate. And there's like a video of Mike Evans shouting at the referee, that's Tom Brady. Like that should be his justification for getting suspended for one game and fined $65,000. Well, they're already down a bunch of wide receivers. The Buccaneers are already struggling with Chris Godwin out, you know, Gronk is gone. Um, He has retired again. And you have Scotty Miller is not really up to par 100% where Tom Brady needs him. And then on top of that, Julio Jones is also out with a knee sprain. We don't know what that looks like. Guy played one game and he's like, I got to sit down somewhere. Listen. (laughs) So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're desperate. They're like, hey, we know that this might be Tom Brady's last year. I think they actually said it was. Um, and he is, he needs weapons. And so they went and got Cole Beasley, who was originally a wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills, but he was released, um, due to some, um, choice words that he had in regards to the vaccination status and things like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, to each his own. Believe what you want to believe, read what you want to read. That's fine. Um, but when you're doing that, when you're clocked in at work, so they released him. I don't know if there was more to that story than that. That's just the information that I gathered. 
he's been just a free agent this entire time. So he was drafted onto the practice squad for the Buccaneers and they activated him from the practice squad. He played in Sunday's night game and I will get to his performance in a second, but that's just so your update is that they activated Cole Beasley. They needed someone in the slot that can, you know, do what Edelman, what Amendola, what Gronk, what all of them were doing was that slot receiver where Tom Brady likes to throw it best. Scotty Miller is a great wide receiver. However, he is good at running straight. Don't ask that boy to cut across that field. Don't ask him to do it. Ask him to run straight. He can run straight. The safety quarterback won't be able to cover him. He's a fast kid. That is where he's his strongest, but they need someone in the middle, and that's where Cole Beasley comes in at. So I'm interested to see how effective he will be on the team. Did they lose? Yes, we'll get to that in a second. But (laughs) I'm waiting to see how effective he's going to be now that he's an added addition to the team till we get some of these weapons back, such as Mike Evans. In other updates as well, George Kittle was activated off the injury list for the 49ers played in Sunday's night game um, to the best of my knowledge that I know nothing big. He just played um, no crazy scoring. It looks like there was another star of that game that night. Um, and we'll get to that in a second, but he is finally off the injury list. Twitter went in a frenzy. The world was excited only to have him not really do much. So um, that is great. Hopefully he can stay healthy at least long enough to be effective on this team because, you know, he's my favorite tight end. Um, so again, glad to have him off the injury list. And then finally, we had Jerry Jones. Yeah, y'all know where I'm going with this. So we had Jerry Jones. As you know, Cooper Rush, I believe is his name, um, is the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Stepped in when Dak Prescott got injured, his thumb got injured. Won a game. Won a heck of a game. That was a great performance. Jerry Jones got in a press conference or a radio show, wherever he was, talking to someone with a microphone and decided to say some choice words about whether Cooper Rush would take Dak Prescott's spot. If Cooper Rush had the ability to step in and become a starter. And I don't remember the exact choice words, so just go on YouTube, go look it up. But it was really funny because the the internet went into a frenzy because, of course, Jerry Jones is going to make, you know, insinuations and jokes about, yeah, Cooper Rush could take Dak Prescott's spot. I do remember him, quote, saying, I would walk to New York for that, meaning I would get I would walk to get that trophy if it meant we could win, I think is what he was implying. Um, And to be fair, he was talking about how Dak Dak Prescott got his spot. It was because of Tony Romo and Tony Romo's injuries. And when Tony Romo came back, they did not really give his spot back. They let Dak Prescott stay out in the field. But to be fair, that's how a lot of backups got their start. To be fair, that's how Tom Brady got his start is because the starting quarterback went down. And when he finally went to the hospital, got healed up, came back, Tom Brady was a starter. He wasn't going back to being a starter. That is always a risk in football that when you get injured and the backup steps in and the backup starts doing a great job, your job may not be there when you get back. Um, You may go from being a starter to a backup. So um, I'm interested to see um, what that means for Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't think anyone's worried um, that Cooper Rush is going to come in and take his spot, but Cooper Rush may become something on the market, though, because if he keeps playing like this, there may be other teams that want that kind of a backup on their team. So Jerry Jones might even have a hot commodity on his hands if this guy keeps playing well. That's another perspective to kind of look at it as well. It's not just whether you could take Dak Prescott's spot, 
but is this a hot commodity for me to trade for so I can get something better? But we all know Dallas Cowboys can't trade for nobody. They don't know how to draft. That's why we're struggling now. That, that's why they're struggling now, because they don't know how to draft, because they don't know how to make trades. They don't go to the market and pull the best options. They just let their players go. So to be fair, Cooper Rush might be on a chopping block. Let's just say that. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I don't care. Quote me. Do what you want. Look what they did with Amari Cooper. Look what they did with their other weapons. They traded them off. And so to be fair, all Cooper Rush is honestly confirming is that he's a great commodity to put on the chopping block and trade off for, you know, extra capital. I don't know. I'm just guesstimating. I'm throwing ideas out there and moving them around. But those are your quick updates of what was just happening in the news before, of course, Sunday's game. I did watch some of Sunday's games, of course, because I have fantasy football. I was a little under the weather. And by under the weather, I mean I was bedridden all Sunday. Like I slept all day. Um, I'm doing much better now. Thank you for thinking of me. I'm sending good vibes my way. I'm feeling much better. Um, but let's talk about some of the results of those week three predictions, because I was just as shocked as you were. And I mean, shocked, just shocked. Every person that I felt confident was going to win the game, lost the game. People who should have won the game, lost the game. This was feeling very Alice in Wonderlandish. Like, oh, what white rabbit? Like, that's kind of how this felt. Like, oh, you have to go see the Mad Hatter for that. Like, it was just the week of what's going on. Um, and people couldn't hold on to the ball. So the the amount that I did see, because I'm a highlights girl as well as Red Zone. Shout out to Red Zone. You just keep me up to par on everything I need. Um, I literally was sitting there like, okay, can no one hold on to the ball? Is it like, is there Vaseline on the football that you can't catch it, hold it, do what you need to do? I don't know. Everything I saw was drop, 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 drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. That's kind of how it felt. Um, That's going to be my new remix. (laughs) So I predicted the 49ers versus the Broncos. I predicted the 49ers were going to win. I was wrong. 49ers did not win. They lost by one point. Broncos beat them 11 to 10. You know when I feel like you lose by like, Mm, let's just say like two to four points, somewhere in that range, you should have won. Because that means it was something as simple as a play call mistake, something as simple as an interception, something as simple as not guarding the ball, something so simple lost that game for you. 49ers lost by one point, which means the defense did their job because they held the Broncos to 11 points. And Jimmy G, Jimmy does, he did exactly what Jimmy G does, which is throw two interceptions. And then at one point he dropped back and he stepped out. So he was actually out of bounds. So listen, there was a lot that happened on that last play and like beautiful drop back. But it was like, bro, your foot is out. Like clearly it's out. It's on the white part, bro. Like he, listen, Jimmy G does what Jimmy G does. He gets us really excited and confident, gets everyone hype, and then goes right back to playing like he doesn't know what he's doing. And that's a scary thing. You cannot rely. The point is that's not reliable. That's the problem I have with Jimmy G. He's not reliable. He's not consistent. You will have a great game. And if it's not for the defense, we would have probably been held to no points, maybe. So listen, but you know who the breakout star was for that? Brandon Ayuk. Didn't I tell y'all? If you are not drafting him right now, do it. 
as your backup. He doesn't have to even be in your starting roster. I put him in. He scored me over 12 points, which I'll get to fantasy football in a second. But I said he was going to be a breakout star because he got tired of everybody saying he can't catch anything. He drops everything. And he was practicing during the offseason with Trey Lance. And homeboy scored a touchdown. He's about to be a go-to weapon, especially if George Kittle and them can't stay healthy. Brandon Ayuk is about to be the startup. Debo Samuel was walked off the field. So hoping, you know, prayers up. I'm praying he's okay. He's really a breakout star for that team as well. But if you got Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel on the 49ers, you got some weapons to go into some of these games. You just need your quarterback, Jimmy, to be accurate when he's throwing the ball. That's it. I mean, all the time, not just the one time when it's 10 yards away. So they lost. They should have won that. I stick by that. And then you have the Steelers versus the Browns. I called it for the Steelers. Nope. They lost. Browns defeated the Steelers 29 to 17. (sighs) Really don't know what else to say about that. The Browns have been winning without Deshaun Watson. I just can't help but think. You paid $230 million for a top, what you say is a top quarterback who hasn't played in over a year and a half and then has to sit out due to um, breaking code of conduct and terrible behavior, and allegedly. And you mean to tell me that y'all are winning without him? <laughs> it's almost like buying something and then you find out later you don't need it. You spent all this money on it. I'm sorry. It's like funny, but not funny. That's a terrible deal. They're doing better without him. I can't wait to see what week 11 is going to look like. Let me not be petty while I'm on the mic this morning. This is what happens when I start off with water, y'all, and not coffee. I get petty in the morning. I would be mad if they win all these games. Then Deshaun Watson goes back and they start losing. I'm going to be like, I would have benched him. I would have been like, wow, that's $230 million down the drain. I still think he's down the drain. He hasn't played in over a year and a half. But, yes, please, let's just trust him with the ball. But, yeah, I predicted the Steelers just because I felt good about Mitch Trubisky. I want to say his name right. We're going to call him – we're going to call him MT, quarterback for the Steelers. He scored over uh, 16 points in fantasy football. He's a good little backup that you can have there. You know, he has his good moments more than some people. I'm not going to be petty. I digress. I'm not going to be petty. Then the Saints versus the Panthers. I said the Saints. No. Saints, I don't even know why I said the Saints. Jameis Winston does what Jameis Winston does, which is throw interceptions. He's very good at it. I don't know why I said the Saints. I was feeling overzealous, and I was wrong, and I apologize. Uh, The Panthers won 22-14, defeated the Saints. Again, Michael Thomas was held to his own, but it wasn't a bad game. These points, these aren't, now the Steelers and the Browns, okay, but these aren't crazy blowouts when I look at these scores. The Bills versus the Dolphins. Now, I was excited. I said, yes, the Bills are going to have this. They're going to win because the Bills are on fire right now, but the Dolphins were also on fire, so I knew it was going to be a fire game, and it was. Look at the point ratio. Yeah, the Dolphins defeated the Bills 21-19. to That's something so simple, again, as someone didn't protect the ball, someone didn't catch the ball. It could have been that the Dolphins' defense just held them, did what they needed to do, which is stop them from scoring. That's the defense's job. So some couple things happened in that game that just went viral, starting with the offensive coordinator up in the box 
losing his temper. Please go YouTube that video. Bill's offensive coordinator loses it or gets angry. Go type something and you'll watch the video and then just DM, please. Because, I mean, watching that man lose his temper, throw everything to the point he hit the little camera that was recording him and the train went to just snowy screen. (laughs) I'm laughing because he just went off and that little snippet video went viral. Like, everybody's like, caption this. Like, one fan was laughing so hard at his TV screen. Like, hey, you can't win them all. Like, he was just... Guy threw his paper, slammed his headset down. He was just losing his temper. I'm sure he regrets um, losing it like that on camera, which usually you do. Um, But you could tell he was upset that they did not win that game. That went viral. Not to mention, you know, there was this moment between Tua and Josh Allen at the end of the game after the Bills lost that they just had this moment as fellow quarterbacks showing respect for each other because they both played very well. Tua, like I said, the Miami Dolphins 100% looking like a playoff contender team. However, I say that lightly because there is a lot of football left to play. And I watched Tua, I don't want to say got knocked out, but he got tackled pretty hard. And he got up, tried jogging, and he stumbled and fell down again to the point his teammates had to come help him. Now, stepped off the field. When that happens, concussion protocol goes into play. But personally, I don't think he should have went back into the game. He did go back into the game and finish playing. And I get it. Like, I understand that athlete's mentality of I got to finish this game strong. My team is looking for me to be strong and come back out there. But we're talking about your head, talking about your neck up. That stuff is important. That's your brain. That's really important. So, you know, and he could have, again, I say this lightly as a person just giving her personal opinion. I don't have any details of, you know, anything else that went on beyond that. I am safely assuming he passed all concussion protocols and that's why he was able to come back out and continue playing the game um, because they have a whole separate doctor they use for that now for the safety of the players. But just watching him, if you go watch the video when he gets tackled and he stands up kind of trying to get his balance, tries to jog and stumbles again, you got the wind knocked out of you, my guy. I'm going to go ahead and say it. And when that happens, you need to sit down somewhere. You do. You do not need to be trying to get up there and play. You need to sit down somewhere. That's the same thing. I've seen it happen to Patrick Mahomes. I've seen it happen to a few other players. They get hit pretty hard. And you can see there's a moment of, whoa, what just happened? Like, it knocked the wind out of you. So, um, but again, Dolphins played like a playoff contending team. I'm just tired of us giving so much credit to some of these other teams that are winning and they're just like, oh yeah, they're, they're in the playoffs. They're in the, you know, they're in a conversation. The only people I'm putting in a conversation is the Dolphins because they are playing like a playoff contending team. Like you could see who has the talent, who has the weapons, who has the right play calls, who's having it right now. Dolphins are it. Now every other team, there's a lot of football left to play. Remember the NFL added an extra week. There's 17 weeks we got to get through. And what happened last season? You want to know what happened last season? I know what happened last season because I was right here behind this mic talking about it. We had the Arizona Cardinals fired up, playing well. Like, I mean, couldn't be beat. Then got to the latter part of the season and got destroyed. Listen, (laughs) I don't know if it takes some of these other top teams to wake up and see other people's, like, offensive strategies. But nonetheless, all I got to say is, there's a lot of football left to play. But the Dolphins are staying in this conversation. Great game. Great job. 
Shout out to the Buffalo Bills. They played, everyone played well in that game. Lions versus the Vikings. I said the Lions because I was just being hopeful. No, Vikings won 28 to 24. Just embarrassing. Keep going. Ravens versus the Patriots. I said the Ravens. This was the only one. No, wait, did I get another one? No, this was the only one I got right. There was one I would have got right if I didn't change my guess. And I change, you know, when you got like you start like you're taking a, a standardized test and you're bubbling in all the C's and you're like, one of these is wrong. That's kind of how I felt about my predictions, because all the left side was highlighted in each column. And I was just like, there's too many of these on the left side. That's kind of how I felt in here. We're right. Um, Ravens destroyed. Listen, 37 to 26 defeated the Patriots. Lamar Jackson's going to want three hundred million dollars and he's going to want it expeditiously. Pay that man his money. Yesterday's price is not today's price. The price changed when I kept winning. See what happens when you keep winning? Note that as you become great and you gave people an opportunity to bring you on, whatever that price was then in between the time gap when you became super great, yesterday's price is not today's price, people. I'm worth twice as much now than what I was when I first offered you this option. Now, Lamar Jackson gets to say, yesterday's price is not today's price. Give me $300 million, guaranteed, or else. I don't know what that or else is. I'm just kind of throwing that out there to make it dramatic, dramatic effect. But yeah, he is balling out. Again, lots of football left to play. Lamar Jackson has, unfortunately, the habit of getting to the postseason and completely losing it. Like, losing any kind of sense of quarterback credibility he originally had I don't know what happens I root for him sometimes and I mean every postseason he just you know just goes down (laughs) sound effects (laughs) so but right now Ravens are still in the conversation with the Dolphins they're in there um Bengals versus the Jets I said the Jets because I was hopeful and the Bengals just can't seem to you know their offensive line can't protect Joe Burrow I was wrong. Bengals beat the Jets 27 to 12. <sighs> that guy who I drafted from the Jets, though, still scored me points. And then I said the Bucks in the Bucks versus the Packers. Packers defeated the Bucks on their own home turf 14 to 12. That wasn't a big gap. I think what happened was the Bucks waited too late to want to play. Cole Beasley had some great catches in that game, but Tom Brady needs his weapons back and they need to get coordinated. Their offense needs to get on board right now because your defense is carrying you. And it means nothing if you can't go out there and score. I said what I said. In the Raiders versus the Titans, I said the Raiders because I was hoping Derek Carr would like step up. But the Titans beat the Raiders 24 to 22. Everybody hyped up the Raiders. I ain't seeing it. That's all I got to say is I'm not seeing it. Y'all could hype them up all day, six ways from Sunday, and I'm still not seeing it. Aren't they the only team that hasn't won a game yet? I think they're the only team in the NFL that hasn't won a game. I saw that that uh, I saw that statistic, and I was just like, "But we bought you a new Ferrari. What do you mean you haven't won? <laughs> we gave you Devontae Adams." I digress. Again, it's feeling very Alice in Wonderlandish right now. Up is down, left is right. I'm telling, I don't know if this is going to be one of those seasons where there's going to be two random teams in a Super Bowl. I feel like that happens like every seven to 10 years. I have my weird superstitions with the NFL. And you know how you have some teams that you just know are going to go to the Super Bowl, that they should go to the Super Bowl. And then you have these random two teams that just happen to make it. And you're like, huh, 
Okay. I'll have to report on that next time. The last Super Bowl was just too random. To, like, you just didn't see it. You were just like, wait, how'd they get here? They really beat everybody? That's kind of how it's feeling right now. Fantasy football. Again, I told you, if you're being strategic, you're looking for someone who's going to catch the ball and make some, um, get some points for you. Brandon Ayuk is really great. I drafted him. He got me over 12 points. He performed. He's a great extra to have on your team if one of your wide receivers is questionable or is out like half of mine was. <sighs> Seeing all those red circles just made me uncomfortable. And I had to bench half of them because they're all hurt. So <laughs> week three, I lost by eight points. At least this time I didn't get blown out. We're getting better. I feel good about winning, you guys. <laughs> I do. I was projected to win. And then someone didn't do their job. And then I have one player who probably could have scored like two or three more points. And it was one of the running backs. But he did a decent job. I'm not going to get rid of anybody. I feel good about my roster now. I feel good about my team. I just need Tom Brady to step up. I need Tom Brady to step up. He's technically holding my team down. Like, he really is. He's holding us back. Travis Kelsey was on Twitter. Oh, I should have played better. I can't make this up. Go to his Twitter page. I should have played. I should have played better. I owe better to you. Something like that. I'm gonna play better next time. You scored me 17 points, but yes, you should have played a little bit better. You should be balling out every game. Do y'all want to go back to Super Bowl or not? Nah? That's literally all I have to say about that. But yeah, I lost by eight points. I am on a losing streak. I'm like the Raiders right now. Oh my gosh, I'm like the Raiders. I haven't won a game yet. <gasps> I can't even talk trash. <laughs> I can't talk trash. I haven't won. I'm winning, y'all. I'm going to win so I can talk trash. I'll do what's ever necessary. I will draft whoever I need to draft. I will get rid of whoever I need to get rid of. I'm winning a game. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm letting y'all know that right now. Not going to give up. So let's go ahead and make some week four predictions and get out of here. So 49ers versus the Rams. Where's my highlighter? This is why I don't need to be on camera because I do too much moving around. That was me moving my water bottle. All right, so 49ers versus the Ra- the Rams. I am not confident we're going to win that game. I'm not going to just say that right now, but I don't bet against my own team. Never have, never will. I choose the 49ers. Dolphins versus the Bengals. I'm going with the Dolphins. You're crazy if you bet against the Dolphins at this point, the way they're looking. Please keep stay consistent, Dolphins. Just stay consistent. You took, I'm going to say this one more time, you took our offensive coordinator and made him a head coach the least you could do is win all right the Jaguars versus the Eagles I feel like this game is just gonna be interesting I'm gonna pick the Jaguars they have their good moments with homeboy in his hair Bills versus the Ravens this is gonna be the game you tell there's always at least two three games on Sunday that you're just like oh my gosh I can't wait to watch I'm gonna go with the Bills I still listen once again it's like I'm circling all C's it's just getting uncomfortable. I'm going to go with the Bills, though. Browns versus the Falcons. I'm going to choose the Browns are on a winning streak. I'm going to choose the Browns. Cowboys versus the Commanders. I'm choosing the Cowboys. If you can't beat the Commanders, that's all I'll say about that. But stay stay woke. Carson Wentz and that one rookie wide receiver is who you need to watch. I'm telling you right now, that kid is breaking out and he's a breakout star. Raiders versus the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I am. I think I'm just being rebellious. Chiefs versus the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks. And 
those are the eight games that I'm going to predict. I don't feel confident about my predictions at all, and that's not good. I feel like I just took a test, and I might have gotten a C on it. You know you know your grade before you kind of, like, get your paper back? It's kind of how I feel about this. Again, I felt like I was circling all Cs, and I'm just like, something's not right here. <laughs> so that is going to be – we'll wait and see how week four turns out. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for staying dedicated to this podcast. I hope I can be entertaining for you every morning that you get a chance to listen. Um, I love you all. Remember to stay hydrated. Get you some caffeine if you're able to drink that. Um, And enjoy the rest of your day. Go out and do great things. Love you all. Bye.